Be not therefore anxious for the morrow. Sufficient unto the day is the evil therefore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As you are as well aware as I am, the future has a way of preventing us from seeing the present accurately and thus being able to act appropriately in the present. It can both prevent us from seeing the truth as well as keep us from living the truth. Some try to use an overly positive view of the future to mask what's going on in the present. For instance, the wife might say, my husband will be better tomorrow even though he beats me today. Or the alcoholic might say, tomorrow I will stop drinking. Today isn't who I really am. Heck, growing up, I remember one of our popular cartoons distinctly having a character who said, I will gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. He wasn't going to pay. He wasn't going to become the kind of person who would pay, even if he could. But using that future positive picture, he can mask the present. Similarly, an overly negative view of the future, which we are prone to give into, can likewise prevent us from doing what needs to be done today. As you know, as well as I do, Simply by hearing the news about the future, we can be stopped in our tracks by the fear and the worry it induces, and it will prevent us from being able to being the kind of people we both want to be and need to be in the present. And this is what Jesus is getting at in our Gospel reading, which is taken right out of the heart of his Sermon on the Mount. He calls us to realize how an inappropriate perspective on the future can and will ruin the present and prevent us from taking care of what needs to be taken care of today. The necessities of today require action, actions that are necessary for forming the character we will need to be able to have to face the future when it arrives. If we fail to act today, we won't have the character necessary for tomorrow. The future fears which we imagine can cause us to shirk our responsibilities in the present. And if we shirk the responsibilities in the present, it's guaranteed that we will not be the people we need to be when the future arrives. This is why Jesus concludes this sermon of his with the two builders, one who builds upon the rock and one who doesn't build upon the rock. He expects us to put his instructions into practice today. Faithfulness today, not fearfulness, is the way to prepare for an uncertain future. In this part of the sermon, however, he is shining his light of truth of just how inappropriate views of the future 
cloud our judgment in the present. We know that we are presently called to love God and our neighbor, but worry about being enough and having enough in the future can quickly lead us to start making excuses to both God and our neighbor as we purposefully withhold the acts of love that we owe them today. Throughout this sermon of Jesus's, for the record, it only takes about 15 minutes to read from beginning to end. I tested it out this week just to make sure. Throughout this sermon, Jesus teaches that we have to deal with our anger and resentment today if we do not want to find ourselves in hell tomorrow. We have to address our wandering eye today so we're not faced with an affair or divorce tomorrow. We must address our discontentment today, which we try to numb by spending the majority of our income on things, experiences, and heck, even happy, happiness-inducing medications. Did you guys see that, that they're actually having our doctors start asking everyone over 65, are you anxious? Let me write you a prescription for that. And next thing you know, the budget gets smaller because we've got one more pill to pay for. But we have to address that and realize what's going on so that we are not faced with irreparable consequences tomorrow. We need to commit to biblical generosity today if we are going to be able to be able to be a part of the spread of Jesus' kingdom tomorrow. That's what you find all throughout his sermon. Essentially, Jesus calls us to keep the main thing the main thing in the present. Loving God, loving neighbor. And if we do that today, the future we all long for will be ours. In fact, he promises it will be. It will all be added to you. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness today. Negative views of the future can become self-fulfilling prophecies if they prevent us from doing what Christ calls us to do today. What does he call us to do? Our prayer book says it best on page 291. For those who aren't familiar with that question and answer page, it asks, what is the bounden duty of a member of the church? The answer we are taught to respond, our bounden duty is to follow Christ, to worship God every Sunday in his church, and to work and pray and give for the spread of his kingdom. If we are too busy today to work for this, if we are too unmotivated to pray for this, and if we are too anxious about the future to give to this, then we need to repent and believe afresh the gospel which Jesus preaches here in the Sermon on the Mount. All of Jesus' commandments work this way and are expected to be implemented today. Just as there is no baseball without spring training or football without off-season training, there will be no Christian future for the man and woman who does not follow Christ today. 
Do we want our churches standing tomorrow? We must practice the faith today, working, praying, and giving for the spread of the kingdom. And that's what we come to the altar to now to be able to do. We come to receive the grace, the comfort, and assurance necessary to do just that. For the hour cometh and now is when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Amen.